welcome to the first ever Two SoCal Gals podcast. We'll be talking LA soccer, um, as well as just about anything that pops into our heads. Um, I am one of your hosts, my name is Josie Becker, and let's have our co-host introduce herself. Hey everybody, this is Alicia Rodriguez, and uh, I'm happy to uh, be aboard and looking forward to the, to the new podcast. All right, so um, the big story uh, this week in SoCal soccer was Chivas acquiring Shalri Joseph. Uh, why don't you tell us what you think about that one? Yeah, so basically um, Chivas uh, traded for Shalri Joseph from New England for Blair Gavin, uh, second round draft pick, and then uh, some allocation money. Um, I think the move from Chivas' perspective seems to be that they're trying to uh, win for, you know, find a way to win this year, and by that I don't mean that they're, you know, looking necessarily to win MLS Cup, although from my perspective that would be great, um, but I do think that they're they're making a push to try and get into the playoffs, and I think that that would, uh, you know, be a good good step in the right direction, and with that I think uh, one of the big needs that the, the team had at this point in the season was a little more stoutness, um, a little more composure in the midfield, and Hopefully, uh, Shalrice can, can bring that to the team. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit of risk with, with a player that's that's at his age. He's 34, but uh, hopefully he can, you know, he can contribute right away, and, and hopefully he can, um, you know, really help solidify the midfield and, and help the team uh, perhaps make the playoffs this season. Now, I I don't know if you've seen uh, this quote from this morning, but uh, Joseph kind of said that. He was starting to fall out with his coach, and then you know when his agent told him, "Hey, Chivas wants me," he was like, "All right, let's do it." And that's the second time this year we've seen someone who kind of was falling out with their coach, getting picked up by Chivas. Uh, I don't. Do you, is there something to the Chivas philosophy that they're kind of taking on people who had issues in the past? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily think these are players to have. Uh, you know, who seem to be malcontents and, and kind of a a regular sense. I mean, I think uh, with, with Shalri Joseph, it was a matter of New England was bringing in a new regime versus, you know, sort of the old regime under Steve Nichol that, that Joseph had been so comfortable in. And I think they were, you know, kind of trying to turn a new leaf over in their history for that. Um, and then I think with Danny Califf, you know, being the other uh, uh, player who had a falling out with his coach earlier this year, I mean, with Peter Novak, I mean, he was he was having falling outs with seemingly everyone. So, uh, yeah, I, I think on that level, it, it seems to be pretty smart that Chivas uh, maybe have their pul- you know, their hand on the pulse of the what's going on around the league and, and seeing if there are players with talent who, who may want to be out of the situation that they're in. And, um, you know, I think with, with Caleb, he's done very well since he's, he's moved over this season. And I think, um, you know, if, if – Shari can provide the same impact as, as Danny Caleb, then I think Chivas are going to be a, a vastly improved team. Um, you know, I'm still trying to balance between the, you know, the risk and the reward potentially, but I, I do think that it's a good move, and I think that, um, you know, the other thing with bringing in older players is that they're, they're bringing in leadership, and that was certainly something that Chivas needed this season. My Galaxy have not made quite as many moves as Chivas have this year. Uh, there has been some cap room moves been happening. Chad Barrett just got sent on loan uh, to Norway. 
they've got a room in the budget for about a new DP size contract, uh, but obviously there's already three DPs, so that can't happen. Uh, so really, my Galaxy news is that there is no news, but there might be news. So I uh, kind of envy Chivas in actually having things happening right now. And they do seem to be trying to win this year. That's very much the focus, and Galaxy seem to be trying to pay the bills from last year. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the teams are obviously in very different situations, but I was wondering, I mean, do you think the Galaxy are going to try and trade for a player or maybe sign a player who's out of contract uh, this season, or do you think they're pretty much going to stand at the rest of the way? You know, with the transfer window closed, I don't think it'll be a big splash move, um, but I would love to see the Galaxy go after someone you know, using she was this philosophy someone like uh, Breck Shea, who's been on the outs in Dallas and the Galaxy could afford to bring in. Um, you know, just something like that, someone to help them through the last stretches, because they're going to have a lot more uh, games added to the schedule with CONCACAF Champions League coming up, and that can definitely stretch a roster thin. Um, but given that these two teams, you know, we have one former MLS champion, and we have one team that really seems to be going to try and win this year. Uh, which team do you think is going to command more respect on the pitch? Uh, I think that's the big question uh, for for Sunday's match between these teams. I mean, I think it's it's really shaping up to be for Chivas anyway a, a really massive game. Um, I'm not I'm not so sure. I guess you can sort of weigh in on the Galaxy side, but. Um, you know, for Chivas, I think they really need to um, not only get get a result against the Galaxy for uh, bragging rights, for um, you know moving up the table, but I also think there is that element of um, playing like you belong where you're at. And and I think that with the last match between the Galaxy and Chivas, it seemed like um, well the players came right out and said that they gave the Galaxy as much respect. Um, and, and that was obviously a mistake because they, you know, Chivas completely rolled over in that match. So um, I, I think that's the key question. It seems like both teams are capable of having outstanding matches and both teams are capable of having complete stinkers. And um, I think that's going to be one of the keys to this match is, is what mindset these, these players even have uh, as they're entering the field because, um, you know, they just sort of, come at it with a lackadaisical attitude, I think it's, it's really going to tilt the balance in the other team's favor. Yeah, um, you know, right now the two teams are, you know, right next to each other in the standings, but you really wouldn't know it to the way people talk about it right now. There's sort of this implied gap between number five and number six that is almost talked about as being insurmountable. Uh, but and we've already seen that the Chivas defense can completely shut down the Galaxy offensive attack for one game. Um, and we've also seen that Chivas can have a letdown and just let in a myriad of goals, uh, which is very unbecoming of them. Um, we should probably talk about how Kennedy has one of the best goals against average rates in the league and really one of the best goalkeepers and one of the best defenses that MLS has right now. Yeah, I mean... In a lot of respects, that's the key for the team. I mean, they, they've really struggled with scoring goals, but if it wasn't for the defense, I mean, they would be at pretty much the bottom of the league at this point. Um, and as a result, if, if the defense has a, has a bad game, that's it. Um, 
you know, Chivas have not scored more than two goals in any game this season. Um, so they're not, they don't seem like they're equipped to get into shootouts. Um, and so it's really a big priority that they don't let in goals. And if they let in goals, it can't be more than one goal. Um, and I think for the most part, they've done really well, but they are apt to um, occasionally, you know, just lay an egg and, 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 and they just come out completely flat. Um, the last game between the Galaxy and Chivas, that was certainly the case. But um, on balance, I mean, they've been they've been excellent. And obviously, like you said, Kennedy is. I mean, I, I I'm biased because I you know I follow the team and I um, you know have watched him very closely the last couple of years. But I, I do believe that, that Kennedy is you know at the very least top three keepers in the league at this point. And uh, yeah, he's he's a big reason why Chivas have done so well this season. Yeah, and you know it's not easy facing the second most potent attack in MLS with the Galaxy only trailing San Jose as far as uh, goal scored this year. And uh, you're right, Chivas just has not been putting the ball in the back of the net. 14 goals on the year. Uh, that's less than Chris Wondolowski has scored on his own. So that's not not a positive statistic. No, it's it's absolutely not, and it, it's it's totally frustrating. I mean, I guess our team sort of has, you know, completely opposite viewpoints here because I mean, the Galaxy are a team that's equipped to get into shootouts, and they frequently do, um, and and Chivas are not. And you know, they have. It seems like they have the talent to actually, you know, score <laughs> three goals. You know, the lofty height of three goals in a game, but um, they they haven't done it yet. So it, it seems like. It may not happen this season, but for the Galaxy, I mean, they've been they've been going nuts and, and scoring, but they've also been letting in tons of goals, and, and as a result, it, it, it seems like, along with sort of the mindset um, aspect of it, uh, the team that can kind of control the game in the way that they want to is going to be the team that, that maybe has the upper hand in this match as well. Yeah, and, you know, to, to be fair, uh, Josh Saunders has the uh, second worst goals against average in the league amongst starting keepers so uh there's always that potential for you know the first two matches one went according to the chivas script one went according to the galaxy script there's always still that possibility that uh we could just see the the weaker half of both teams going crazy and this could be the game where chivas uh really goes nuts and scores that crazy three goal mark or this could be uh another josh saunders thinker uh those are both complete possibilities. Uh, uh, just last before we stop, uh, talking about the rivalry. Uh, Chivas has only won the Super Classico, the Honda Super Classico to be correct, uh, once in 2007. Uh, it, is this a rivalry that uh, the players take seriously? Uh, well, from Chivas' perspective, I think so. I mean, um I think it means. A, I think they understand how much it means to the fans and to the organization to try and uh, actually, you know, have the bragging rights um, in LA. And and I think that the, the players are really committed to it. And I know that after the uh, the win over the Galaxy earlier this season, the players were, you know, were really excited about it. And they seemed like they understood um, the importance that the rivalry has over, um, you know, people who follow the team. Um, after the second match, I think they, their comments also reflected sort of the disappointment that, that you know, it's, it's a little bit stronger than, than in a regular game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to hear from, 
the Galaxy perspective, because certainly from the team's perspective, um, I think the players do take it uh, more seriously than, than they would for, for regular games. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for, uh, you know, someone who's across the hall from you all the time. Uh, you know, the front office staff all are in the same building. You've got supporters groups who are all, you know, sharing the same facility. Uh, the close quarters kind of creates a sense of rivalry. You want to be the team that's owning the Home Depot Center. Um, and, you know, just... You know, you share the, they share the locker rooms, they share the weight room, they're out in the practice facilities together. So I don't think you can really avoid feeling some sort of desire to just keep the upper hand against Chivas. I think uh, if the Galaxy were to lose the Super Classica this year, uh, it would be viewed as a, a small, a small uh, failure. Uh, especially amongst the supporters groups, which are the people that you know fund this team to keep going. Uh, this is something that the supporters groups want to happen. They want to win the Clasica. Yeah, I mean that's a great point about the the close proximity and and uh, yeah, I mean it, it makes a lot of sense. And I know that the you know since the Galaxy have so dominated the the series, I mean I I understand on some level that it's it it seems like kind of a formality at this point, but. Um, I think it is kind of exciting for both sides of the season that we're entering the, the you know, sort of the, the tie-break match in, in the season series with an opportunity for, for one of the teams to, um, you know, gain the bragging rights for the season. And, and that's exciting that, that it's not quite over yet and, and they're, you know, they're still fighting for it. So, so I think it should be a good game uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I expect this to be a fantastic match. And uh, we're reaching the end, and I just want to thank everyone who has listened to the first ever Two SoCal Gals podcast. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at the number two SoCal Gals, um, and we hope to be bringing this to you uh, on a regular basis. Any last words, Alicia? Nope. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, spread the word. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.